there was this boy who got into an accident and couldn't come to school and win. He finally came back with a new episode of What Are We Even Doing? <laughs> God damn My it. recording debut in oh my, my Crash Test Dummies cover solo band act. What? I love it, man. Yes. That was such a long intro, I, but I love it. <laughs> I, I think that I'm actually maybe stealing a bit from you because you did the Slim Shady one uh, at mm, one point. Okay, yeah. And I was going to try to keep my taglines from movies going. But there's, I, I didn't think of that many that bled into what we're what we're doing. Yeah. And what are we even doing? What are we even doing? Am I gonna tease this? Huh? Am I teasing the what are we even doing today? Yes. Okay, sure. We are doing a show in which I found out on Twitter today is 19 years old today. That's correct. Um, that makes it sound like we're very professional. Yeah. Like we did the research and we're like, you know what? Mm-hmm. 19 years. Let's celebrate the birth of Ring of Honor. Exactly, and we meant to do that. We didn't just accidentally find that out today. Surely not we just meant. a random coincidence. Mm-hmm. That's right, we're covering the era of Honor Begins from February 23rd of 2002. But, I, I by the way, I know that like I've explained this before on the show, we watch these wrestling events separately we do no i would say like very seldom do we even minimally discuss them Mm -hmm. before we start recording these correct i am just a flutter i am so excited because i'm gonna assume you're not familiar with ring of honor just as in general right besides the shows that i would go to in the uh, oh, the right. frontier, frontier Field House or whatever, where we were probably at both simultaneously right. without even knowing it. Um, besides that, no. I mean, I was, uh, like, when I was going, um, like, I was at, one of the shows I went was the the show where the Age of the Fall, like, started. Now, interestingly, I was not at that one, but my one of my best friends was. And mm-hmm. I wasn't able to go because I had broken foot. Didn't, you know, couldn't really travel, whatever. That's crazy how our lives overlap. Yeah, but that was one of the only ones during that run of shows at the Frontier Fieldhouse that I missed. Mm-hmm. And then when I heard and saw what happened, I was like, holy shit, I can't believe I missed that. Because that uh, was it Jay Briscoe, they hung upside down. Yeah. Like, Jimmy Jacobs basically taking a shower in his blood. Yeah, it was... If you haven't seen that, I, it's got to be on YouTube. You know what? I never thought to look that up on YouTube. And it'd be really interesting to go back and see. Because I have a very vivid picture in my mind. I, you'd have to. Like, I, I remember just seeing it on their shitty video quality. <laughs> and it blew me away. I can't imagine what it was like actually seeing that live. That's one of the craziest debuts slash angles uh, probably of the modern era. Yeah. I wish I had been, like, older when I saw it. Because I have the, the young... Like right. slowly fading away memory of it. Like mm-hmm. at this point, my memory of it is like a few pictures in my head, like that I can see vividly. Yeah. But beyond that, I don't remember very much of it. So then, further exposition. Then on the other side, I was a huge Ring of Honor fan uh, from about 2006, uh, which I, I know I've talked about on here. My first live shows, you know, Ring of Honor, whatever. Uh, from 2006 up and through about 2012, I think it was when I kind of fell off. About the time that they got on, like, the Sinclair Broadcasting deal and everything. And it wasn't that it was, like, bad. It just, like, I just kind of outgrew it, maybe. 
And uh, it's crazy. Like, I used to be on the old Ring of Honor message boards. Uh, my, <laughs> my username was Kevin Bacon Bits. <laughs> um, and it, it was great. And, it, like, I actually liked it. Uh, I liked how it actually felt connected to the fans. I loved, uh, which we'll, we'll talk about Gabe Sapolsky and his booking and, and whatnot when we get to... Um, today's show but he was definitely like the guy that made that company and i think it's crazy 19 years yeah wcw was only around for 10 wow i didn't even think about it that way yeah hmm. and people have been saying oh ring of honor is going out of business otna is going out of business since day one they're still going yeah like, i think impact i think a lot of people think this too but i think impact is doing some of the best stuff right now uh, from what I've seen, yeah, I, I don't... Man, do we get that channel? I don't know, I gotta look and see if we get that channel here. Uh... Do you have Pluto TV? I, I do, but, mm. I mean... You can't pick what you right, watch. Right, which... Which is, I think that's the beauty of it. We just spent some time this past weekend, actually, watching random TNA on Pluto TV. Mm-hmm. We saw referee Mongo tune oh, in next week. <laughs> God, yeah. Never mind that shit. Um, <laughs> but... We should probably... Start this event. Yes. And all wrestling events start with the national anthem. Once. No, that's. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Let us ring the opening bell. Dude, <laughs> you got it all over your pants. What has happened? This, you were too aggressive. This can has betrayed me. Um, Slow down. Tell a story. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yes, very good. Um. <laughs> Uh, I I think that as is tradition, yes, as is format, as is expected, I think we're going to have a lot to talk about on this main event. Oh boy, yeah. But uh, first, undercard, brother, what have you seen? Anything? I've been watching some of the uh, like the digital exclusives on the WWE YouTube channel of like Tough Enough <laughs> when it was. Um, can I? Can I? Just interrupt for a second. How did you find yourself here? It was in my recommended. I don't know why, but I wow. saw this, and it started and ended because I went back to that video after I finished the rest of them. It started with a video of, it was, I don't remember what it was called, but it was just Billy Gunn yelling at people, <laughs> and it was the funniest thing. We've been doing this for six weeks! Ah, I get it, you're a fun-loving guy, but that only takes you so far, and I'm over it. Like, just, I love it. <laughs> It's my favorite. Oh my god! Look at those waves. Yeah. Um. But now, uh, yeah. I. Now we should apologize my... to the listeners for that. But you know what else we should apologize for? Hmm. And then we're going to get back to the undercard. The delay in this episode dropping. Uh, we we run a tight ship here at What Are We Even Doing? <laughs> Ink. <laughs> and we try to give the throngs of fans that we have, the adoring fans that we have, a quality product. On a timely schedule. And all I'm saying is, something happened where somebody was way too popular. Somebody okay, was why way gonna... too big league. Somebody was like, you know what, Tom? We'll do this podcast when I'm free. That is not what I said. And I said, alright, man, I was all ready to go, but I guess I'll just lie down and wait for my body to die. Oh my <laughs> god. Well, here, I was ready to do training on time tonight, but who showed up late? There was an emergency. 
What uh, was it? I needed to make money. So Okay. <laughs> that fair enough. Anyways, uh getting back to this bizarre <laughs> YouTube pit that you were in. Yeah, there be. was um it was um it was really funny and entertaining to go down those rabbit holes to see a very, very young Mandy Rose. <laughs> like What as, year of Tough Enough is this? I don't know. The the coaches were Billy Gunn and um So this would have been Lita, like the last one that they did. Probably. This would have been what, four years ago maybe? Velveteen Dream was in there. Oh woof. Um and yeah, it was Booker. He's still T. employed, right? I think so. Huh. All right then. Uh, <laughs> so like, I remember when the first season of Tough Enough came out, and the whole hype and everything was. They would literally be like, "We're gonna show you next week how you could be the next WWE superstar." You sitting at home, and I was, you know, a kid, didn't know what the independents were. Did I? I never understood where the fuck do these people come from? And yeah. uh, I was kind of like, "Really, me? I'm sitting at home." <laughs> and then uh, you see clips of like the tryout tapes, and I'm like, "Oh, those guys look like." fucking action figures. <laughs> Let me just get another bag of Doritos cuz at the time I ate shit. Uh one of the, okay, that I I used to be able to put away a whole bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. Those are pretty good. And now I feel like if I tried it I would have six chips and then just fall down grasping at my stomach as it reveled against me. Next reveled, week on the pod <laughs> next week on the podcast, Tom is going to eat an entire bag of Doritos. <laughs> because not only are we gonna make me suffer, but the listeners too. You need to hear the crunching of chips <laughs> and the, also the uh the sound yeah. of me sucking Dorito dust off of my fingers. <laughs> suck dust. That's right. You can suck Dorito dust in my <laughs> studio. Uh oh my god. Um what were we talking about? I'm pretty about? sure, oh. by the way, that they actually make crumpled up Doritos like Dorito dust as, like, seasonings. I think... I'm almost positive I've seen, I've seen them as so. a product. I think so. I don't know. Huh. Um, but I was just reminded of, because you told you said something about they look like action figures. Um, I was reminded of a very early Zawa show. Not a bit, not super early Zawa, but, like, early in my sure. run of being around. Um, I was... I was a ref at this point, I believe. Um, were you wearing and, a striped shirt? Yes. You were probably a ref. I'm, I'm <laughs> saying, what I'm saying, okay, hold on, there's a long pause there, no, no, and I'm gonna leave, gonna leave it in. The, yeah. I'm gonna leave it in, but I have to explain what my thought process was in that silence. First of all, <laughs> what I meant was, it's early enough in Zawa that it wasn't bow tie yet. <laughs> okay, okay. So if I had been a ref, I would have been wearing the <laughs> striped shirt. Thusly like confirming what I said. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> So, anyway, point being, there was this jacked dude being taught by, I think it was Pregel and someone else. I don't, I know it was Pregel and someone else sure. being taught how to bump in the ring. Absolutely massive individual. Never seen him again. Huh. <laughs> but you were standing, it was at the American Legion, you were standing like by the entranceway and you were like, hmm, who's that wrestler looking fellow? <laughs> and I thought it was funny and I laughed and then you looked at me like, Who's this green kid Who laughing at my joke? Yeah, because I wasn't like around. In your I wasn't referee shirt. Yeah, um. <laughs> but that reminded me of it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you got anything else for the undercard, or just as far as that goes? No. Uh, I actually made a note because for some reason I feel like between this show and just my own um, self-destructive behavior, I've been watching a lot of wrestling lately. Mm. But then I don't remember it. 
which is both a sign of a problem with me, but also a scathing indictment on the quality of what I'm watching. Yeah. But, but I did make a note. Um, I started watching the first NXT TakeOver. Ah, okay. And the first thing that I was like, I, I remember actually, I think I watched that one live as it happened. Because the WWE Network was, like, new, and I was just like, I will watch all of it. Um, <laughs> Two-hour show, mm. which I think is great. And it made me really kind of miss what NXT was. And I'm not even trying to do that, like, back in my day. Th- yeah. This show is from 2014. It's two hours, and all I really watched was the opener. and Cesaro and Sami Zayn. Ooh. And, and it's fantastic. Like, they had already had several matches on NXT. This was, like, their blow-off or whatever. And yeah, of course it was fantastic. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, those two can't have a bad match with each other. But uh, it was just a thing where I was like, man, from like, I, I think 2014 through 2016, that to me is what I want wrestling. Like, as from a fan's perspective, that's the shit I want to watch. Give me an hour show with only a few matches, the main event's dope, and, and, and just keep it, keep everything tight but meaningful. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to me how good NXT was at that point at, pay, at taking people... And just getting them over. And maybe they weren't necessarily, like, the greatest in-ring... Like, the Ascension were over as fuck. <laughs> we talk about them a lot on this show, too, I think. Or do we not? I think this is might be legitimately the first time we've ever mentioned the Ascension. Okay, for some reason, I have, I'm having some flashback to somebody else talking about him in here. Chuck uh, Palumbo, maybe? Yeah, the third Ascension member? <laughs> yeah. The fifth Beatle? <laughs> uh, but, uh... Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty much all that I got for this one. And I, I did watch, um, as is tradition, I watched AEW uh, this week. Um, hit and miss, you know, on this one. I thought Darby coming from the, the rafters on a zip line a la Shawn Michaels at Mania 12 or whatever the fuck it was was kind of weird that he was carrying his skateboard. This sounds insane as I say it out loud. I'm trying to visualize it. Darby came from, like, the rafters of the building down on a zip line thing holding his skateboard into the ring, and then used his skateboard to beat the shit out of uh, Team Taz. Sting did the stinger splash and hit the scorpion death drop on Brian Cage. Here's why I don't like that. <laughs> Just hearing because it. Because the two guys in the ring have to watch Darby Allen come at them very slowly. I'm gonna jump that hurdle. Alright. If you're planning to do this big sneak attack, why would you take the fucking time to make your entrance longer and more contrived? I don't know. I I, I will but, say, I, I do think this is something that would have been helped by a full arena. Yeah. You do that in front of a packed arena, you can't tell me that place isn't going to flip out. I, th- I think it worked for, like, it works for an entrance, but not like a, oh, I'm going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, ziplining that, like. Ah, uh, damn it. It's uh, another Simpsons thing. Homer and Bart steal a parade float. And uh, Homer, like, puts the gas pedal down. You see the speedometer needle, like, shakily climbing to five. <laughs> and uh, the, the people chasing were like, look, they're very slowly getting away. Uh, anyways, that's that's kind of all I got. Should we... Uh... Um, I, I had... Oh, yeah. I wanted to oh, ask you this question because you mentioned Cesaro. And I watched him in the Elimination Chamber. Forgot to mention that. That oh, I've yeah, also watched yeah. the Elimination Chamber. I, I didn't chamber. watch that match, but, yeah, I watched most of the Chamber pay-per-view. Do you think that 2021 is the year of Cesaro? I mean, if it's not, there's never going to be one. Exactly. But I I will say this, though. My definition of year of Cesaro might be different from what a lot of other people's definition would be. I just think that, like, if he is just 
featured prominently and you give him something to do regularly, mm-hmm. that's enough. Yeah, fair enough. Like, yeah. it, it's a thing where it's like, I don't want to see him win the tag belts again. He He's done it several to times. Death. <laughs> it, like, he's the new king of ramshackle tag teams. Yeah. I think he's had three, maybe four tag title runs with different partners. There was him and Tyson Kidd. I and, forgot about that one. They were an awesome team, too. They were great. Him and Tyson Kidd, uh, the bar... And we are the bar, and uh, the best him the... and uh, Nakamura. That's three. Mm, that and if I you know told me there was a fourth that I'd forgotten about, I'd believe you. But like, well, I forgot about Tyson Kidd. So, but like, and like the other thing is, he had the U.S. title at some point early on, for almost like a year. Yeah. So it's like I don't even want to see him do that anymore. Like, I, I do. I want to see him as world champ. Yeah, sure. Do I think that's going to happen? No. Fair enough. But so I just. I, don't know. I, I think the outcry for people who are like, why is Cesaro doing nothing is only getting bigger. And it would be like sort of a um, a similar, not I don't think as meteoric, but a similar sort of thing as like what happened to Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I could see that. Especially since he's having these matches with Daniel Bryan recently where they're just absolutely tearing it up. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I That's another guy that like, man, it's like if there was just... If he was doing the same shit now that he's doing now, but with people in the in the seats, he'd be the most over fucking guy. Yeah, like he already was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember when he won the what's its tits battle royal at Mania <laughs> that one year, and like that whole place just went crazy for it. The Cesaro section, man. Yeah. Huh. Anyways, shall we uh, get to the? The meat and or potatoes. Pete and potatoes. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, the main event tonight is Ring of Honor's first show. As I said earlier, from February 23rd to uh, uh, two <laughs> in the Murphy Rex Center, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And before we get to the actual show, I just want to point something out. This is only about... Man, it's actually only a few weeks difference. Uh one year removed from ECW going out of business in the mm. same town. So wow. it's what, well, I mean, granted, obviously like ECW ran other towns, but like Philly is where it was born. That's yeah. their home base. Right? Yeah. It's wild to me because this time around we're going back and rewatching. I'm like, imagine an alternate universe where ECW didn't fold in Oh one, but maybe they stuck around for another couple of years. How many guys do you think on this show would have found their way to ECW. Jesus. Like. That could have changed the course of wrestling. Yeah, easily. One more year. If it just would have lasted one more year. Like, Mm -hmm. who knows what could have gone down. Yeah. I don't know. Um, So my first note here is actually based on, like, the opening credits, I guess you would call it. (laughs) Yeah. The the video package. This is the lowest budget shit. <laughs> and it's it had to be. Yeah. And I know that's how it was presented and hyped and advertised like they had to start somewhere. Uh also if you guys haven't seen the show, I'm not sure where it's available at. I have a um, Oh, this is a fun little story and then uh I'll let you talk a little bit. Uh <laughs> um this DVD is actually kind of what got me into the independent wrestling scene because hmm. I was uh, at a Sam Goody. Remember those? And no. Yeah, it, it was kind of like an FYE, only not. You used to have to go to stores and buy things. You couldn't just have John Amazon bring it to your doorstep. Um, I remember stores pretty vaguely. Yeah. 
But uh, I was there, and I was just walking past, because they would always have, like, wrestling DVDs, and I, I, at the time, I never bought wrestling DVDs at all. It just wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. And I saw this uh, Ring of Honor thing, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Because I'd never heard of the company. This is in probably 2000, and I was in, I want to say, 04-ish, somewhere in there. And I was like, I've never heard of this. I think I, maybe I'd heard of Low Key. I'm not positive. But the DVD was nine dollars, so wow. I was like, "Okay." And it's the original release; it's the Takedown Masters release of the first show, so it's actually worth some money. So I need that back. I will um, get it to you, sir. So I bought it. I went home and watched it. And you got to keep in mind, like, I, I feel like we may have to reference several times the time in which you see something is a huge impact on it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I like the idea that, like, a lot of people, their favorite movies and shit, it's what you see when you're 10 years old. You, you know what I mean? Or the stuff that you like is the stuff that you saw when you were a kid. And I watched that DVD that night. I'd never seen wrestling like that. Because Th- there wasn't. You yeah. know what I mean? It wasn't on the mainstream thing. So in 04, fuck, all we, all we had was WWE at that point. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and WCW wasn't doing the shit that Ring of Honor was doing even then. Neither was ECW. They were... The closest, but not quite. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was just like, I gotta see more of this. I don't know who the fuck these people are. Like, yeah, it was it was wild. That they look different. Like these guys are small. You know, yeah, like, like, yeah not that, everyone. I could. I didn't even think about it that way. Mm-hmm. See, I always just grew up with, um, generally smaller wrestlers in right. like even. I mean, I saw it a little bit. Uh, with WWE, like, them getting smaller and smaller, but, like, I've been going to indie shows since, like, 2004. Right. So I'd always just known yeah. pretty much. Right. It's interesting. Um, so this opening segment, though, I hope you guys I, can just, hear the shaking of his head. I know it's not a visual medium, but I don't know in words how to express how incorrect this is. So we're talking about the Christopher Street connection. Uh, Buffy and... Fuck, what was the other one's name? I could not tell you. Oh, let's just go with Mo. Um, Anyways, it is not a match. This is also an important thing. But the Christopher Street connection makes their entrance. They are... Guys, they're just cartoonishly gay. Yeah. Like One dude kisses a fan. One dude kisses a fan. Uh, They are being... Uh, escorted to the ring by Allison Danger, the sister of Steve Carino, who is on commentary, which I think is funny. At one point, he's, th- he's like, who's that hag with them? Which, that's, you know, whatever. <laughs> LOL, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So, when I say these guys are cartoonishly gay, though, it's like... It, I, it, could not, it couldn't even be a thought today. It's honestly like if you took a very backwoods person and said, describe what you think the entire... If you were to... Excuse me, backwoods person. If you were to put the the gay community... The, the gay, gay community! community thank you. <laughs> yes. At large, and just embody them into two people. It, this is what this is. Like, it's a thing, too, where it's like... If I were a gay person, this would offend me because of how stereotypical it is. Yeah. And I'm saying this from 2021 vision, but in O2... Different reaction, y'all. Like exactly, dude. They make out for heat. 
and they get a lot of heat. The crowd is chanting uh, a a quite hateful gay slur. Uh, I didn't catch that. Oh, it's bad. Um, One of my notes here just says, this crowd is hate. Uh, Yeah. And and it's not even like... I'm going to say this. Even if you look at it through the vision of it's 2002, this is cheap heat. Yeah. This is... LOL, go hey! Like, <laughs> let me just say a quote from one of the commentators. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this nice and slow so you can get it, so you can register mm-hmm. just that this was said. Dude takes a German suplex. On the top of his gay head! Yeah. On the top of his gay head. Right. What does it matter? That his head in is that context, gay. it doesn't. Uh, so, anyways, so these guys are in the ring, they cut a small promo. And they say Ring of Honor, or ROH stands for Ring of Homosexuals, and then they start to make out. The crowd loses their fucking mind. At which point, the Hit Squad, Monster Mac and Moff, uh, who would go on to be Dan Moff. Dan Moff was fucking awesome. I don't know what ever happened to uh, Mac. I think he might still work on these. I don't know. Um, They come to the ring, and what follows is in essence a hate crime. (laughs) They beat the ever-living piss out of the Christopher Street Connection. That German suplex in particular is dangerous as shit. The uh, Burning Hammer? Burning Hammer. Why? Yeah. Dan, that was Dan Moff's finish. Brother. At that point, it had been completely whored out by everybody and their fucking mother. Uh, they. Oh, and then they put Alice in Danger through a table. Oh, yeah. I remember that. And they, they, they cut a promo that's almost word for word what the commentators have been saying, where it's like, this isn't sports entertainment. This is pro wrestling. Fuck sports entertainment. Make love to pro wrestling. Like, it's... <laughs> what? It, it's so... Uh, but I'm going to say this. And, and this is something that... I hadn't watched a show top to bottom in years. Yeah. I Honestly, I hadn't watched any of it in a long time. Because when I... I used to wear this DVD out, man. I was like, holy shit, I can't believe it. Gabe Sapolsky was basically a protege or student, if you will, of Paul Hayden. Mm. So if you have listened to or... or you know, read any of Paul Heyman's interviews about like booking and show structure and how to get people over and everything. This has Paul Heyman's fingerprints all over it. This is very much an ECW style opening. That's not a match. It's go out there, get cheap heat. Here come the fucking good guys to absolutely fucking wreck you. (laughs) Yeah. And, and then proclaim like raw, raw. This is the brand. This is the place. This is the company. It works. In two it, it works. Yeah, it's easy to sit here. This. It's easy to sit here and be like, "Well, that's not acceptable." As much as I hate to admit it, as much as people hate to admit it, in general, times change, and this right. worked back then. So and the, they I were mean, all, all these guys were in to do this. Yeah, they're not being forced to do this. this. Like the Christopher Street connection, that wasn't like a gimmick that Ring of Honor gave them. That was their thing. Fair so enough. yeah, exactly. Like. Uh, but wow, what a fucking open. When I, I one saw of my notes this, says unreal opening. Yeah. When I saw this, I was like, is Tom fucking joking with me? <laughs> I didn't I genuinely did not know what was happening. Right. Anyway, yeah. Oh man, uh one of my notes here says I wonder what the mission statement of this company is because they say Basically, death to sports entertainment, long live pro wrestling, and Ring of Honor. Eight times. Yeah. <laughs> in this first opening bit. Uh, all right, let's get to the first actual t- 
technical match in Ring of Honor history. Jay Briscoe versus the Amazing Red. So I've I've talked about the Amazing Red with you a lot because I think he's the like forgotten fucking pioneer oh, of, yeah. of the style that honestly most pro wrestling is now. Yeah. Was this your first time like seeing Red or I was under the influence of a substance one time to a, a very Black high degree. Heroin. Yeah, to yeah. a very high degree and watched Osprey versus Amazing Red. Mm. Other than that, this is it. So, that being said, I don't remember Osprey versus Fair Amazing Red that well. Uh, it's worth noting, Jay Briscoe, still with Ring of Honor, has has done tours for uh, NOAA in Japan, I think he's done New Japan, and PWG, and like basically all the great independents, but once they started like making people exclusive, went on to be Ring of Honor champion a couple of times, Like he, yeah. he's, he's still there, he's still a top guy. Still looks pretty much the same, only he's more jacked now. Oh, he's got, like, dreads and fucking a shit ton of tattoos and a beard. He, really? Yeah. yeah. I thought Mark was the one that changed the, the most. Mark looks worse. Yeah. <laughs> Last I saw Jay Briscoe. At any point I could say that, but I'm saying it especially now. Mark looks worse. <laughs> uh, Mark Briscoe is at, the ring, at ringside for this match. Yeah, I, I saw that. And they, they make a point that he's not on the show because he's not old enough. Really? He's not, he is not 18. Wow. 17-year-old Mark Briscoe, and I think Jay Briscoe at this point is only like 18 and change. Wow. That's that's pretty uh, pretty cool. Anyway, so this match. Um, wild stuff. I don't have a whole lot of notes on most of these matches because I was watching so intensely. Right. But I will say for this one, like, there's just, just insane stuff. Like, yeah. the, um, uh... When they both jump off the... I hate it. I, I, I do too, and We're talking about a spot where they insane. both jump off the top turnbuckles at each other and collide in the air. I said double flying collision. Yeah. That is it. I, that's, I mean, I can't that's deny That's my this. least favorite thing in this match. Me I think too. it's the thing that everybody remembers the most. Um, the, they had... I don't remember what it was, but they had the... Um, um, a cool sequence into the butterfly pile driver. Yeah, which would go on remember. to be Jay's finish. Mm. Um, which I thought was wild that that was in the middle. Yeah. Middle of the match, because I'm used to that being like, oh shit, that's Jay Briscoe's finish, but I guess it wasn't here. Do you catch that crazy muscle buster? Yeah. Wild move. Gets him up from the muscle buster, guys, and then just drops to his knees. Or no, sits out. Yeah, I think that's he what sits. It is. He just sits out with it. And the, so it's not oh like dropping red on his back. It's just crunching him on his own shoulder. Uh, a lot of maneuver. head drops in this match. Yeah, a lot of kick sequences from Red, but we we like I like my skull. I'll say that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but the uh, what is it? The uh, Red Alert. Uh, yes, Incredible the flippy, flippity, flippity, yeah. thing. Yeah. It's like a spiral tap, but with an extra half rotation. Well, it starts as a moonsault. It starts as a moonsault. Yeah, which is that extra right, right, half, right. and then yeah, it okay, ends yeah, like the I same way. Uh, Red I was lo- the first guy I ever saw do the standing shooter. Oh, wow. I, I may have mentioned that on here. I don't know, but, like, I know that's considered a very simple move in today's world. Yeah. But back then, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Because you'd How only seen a... How does a body move like that? Yeah, you'd only seen a few people at that point do the shooting star press. Mm-hmm. So then for this guy to be like, oh, fuck your top rope. I that's kind of That's kind of like when uh, when Rich Swan was doing, like, the standing 450. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like... <laughs> My version of that. Correct. I've been hit with that standing 450 by Mr. Swan. Is it fine? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, I don't remember being upset about it. All I will say to end this uh, section while I vamp... Yeah, I'm not going to let you get away with leaving and making it seem like you've been here the whole time. Basically, all I'm going to say to end this off is to say that the spiral tap is my favorite top rope maneuver. I think that's worth stating. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's almost like you ha- you, you didn't stuff. leave. <laughs> Interesting. Um, <laughs> so, okay, I, I, I have even a theme in my notes here, by the way. Uh, also, do you catch this missed Sinton bump that Jay Briscoe I, takes? It's yeah, the, why? the biggest possible thing you could do. Um, so one of my notes that runs through this, uh, handshakes mm. and the code of honor. I they made a big thing about that. I, they did, and I think that when I watched this show, this most recent time I was much more nitpicky and like paying attention to details. It is beautifully booked, and we'll talk about it as the show progresses. The the handshakes are just made into such a thing. They put over this code of honor. Yeah. They put over these this these rules or whatever. Um, some I liked, some I hated, but anyways, mm-hmm. they got they go out there, they tear it up, they shake hands. Moving on. Would you like to introduce this? This next match is Xavier versus the Black Nature Boy, Scoot Andrews. I was wondering... I, the reason I didn't want to open this was because I was wondering if I was missing a name for Xavier. Is it just Xavier? It's just Xavier. Okay. I was like, I hope uh, I don't, I'm not missing like a first or last <laughs> no, name. No, no, no. Just Xavier. Okay. I don't know. Um, Scoot Andrews. I love that the, name. The wild thing, there's some wild stuff here about Xavier, too. So he, actually, he would go on to be the second ever Ring of Honor champion, which mm. is, when you have only seen him in this show, in this match, it's kind of odd to think. Yeah. Uh, strangely, he kept working for several years, and then uh, last year, like, actually within the past few months, uh, passed away. Really? Really weird situation. Yeah, very, very bizarre. I mean, sad. Yeah. Um, That's strange. He... So, like, small tangent about Xavier, and we'll get back to this match. He was the second ever Ring of Honor champion. Basically, what happened was Loki is the first. He is their god. And then he decides, I'm Loki, and I don't want to work here anymore. And <laughs> basically, he was just being the dick. So, he's he's leaving, he's quitting, he's taking other bookings, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, they got to get the belt off of him. They hadn't built anybody up yet to that, to that level. So, they had Xavier beat Loki for the belt and turn heel in the process. The fans hated him. And it was like a genuine hate. Like for me and Baron Corbin? Yes. <laughs> like a couple of years ago? Yes. To the point where it, it was just insane. And all Xavier did was have, he was he was just a heel. He just had matches, you know. It wasn't like yeah. he was like, you know, shitting on people's cars or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he ended up losing the belt to Joe and then wasn't brought back to Ring of Honor for a very long time. And he came back and did a one-off match with Brian Danielson mm. and like... I can't remember what year, 2008, 2010, maybe somewhere in there. And then that was that. Wow. And and then just recently passed away. So, like, it's really, really strange. Yeah. But, anyways, uh, so this match Black Nature Boy, Scoot Andrews. Um, I never saw Scoot Andrews much anywhere else. I think he's good. I like the Black Nature Boy yeah. thing. I like that it says B&B on his tights. You know, bed and breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my names here says standoffs overdone. This is the second match, and it's the second one with a standoff. Yeah, and they are overdone, by the way. They also did uh, both matches, both this one or the last one and this one did a uh, two no foot on slash under the rope, mm-hmm. and I was like, 
come on, man. And it's, it's, yeah, exactly. And it's the thing, too, where it's like, yeah, I think that there's a lot of shit about this show that's structured well, but then there's stuff like that where it's like, you guys need to communicate. Yeah. Like, figure out what you're doing. Figure out what you do. You had all summer to think about it. <laughs> Don't oh. talk. The thing on the mouth doesn't move. It looks stupid. Uh, uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Dump it. <laughs> this one's garbage. Um, this this match though, just not not great. Yeah, it's all right. There's it's a little fine. bit of like a like they're trying to like they're genuinely struggling with what to do. Yeah. And then Xavier dumps Andrews right on his fucking head. Yep. And then there's a spot later on where uh, something gets botched. And Xavier hits the ropes, and he's coming hot to do something, and Scoot Andrews is just laying on his back. And Xavier does, like, the worst thing that you can do, where he just, like, looks down and looks out of the crowd and, like, smirks and shrugs, like, womp, womp. And he's like, <laughs> break the fucking fourth wall, bro. Like, what are you doing? Hit a centaur, do something. Do a he, thing. He, he then does do an elbow drop, but it's like, he literally looks out of the crowd as if to say, like, he blew the spot. Trying to try to win now, like... No, I think that was his version of the people's elbow. I'm kidding. Let's go with that. I'm uh, kidding. Better, better fucking uh, spot. Uh, the crowd turned on this match. I didn't. I didn't notice that, but oh, you okay. could. You could be very well right. Um, it's 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 kind of rough. Yeah, there's an Alabama slam in there. Sure is. And uh, referee John Finnegan, ECW alumni. Hmm. Yeah, big John Finnegan. I don't. I don't like the idea of taking an Alabama slam. <laughs> Uh, did it once, and then was like, I'm never going to ask somebody to take that bump ever again. Okay. Sweet. Um. Handshakes. Always. They the even, code. they even actually, like, kind of play that one up a little bit. Because it's like the, ah, oh, damn it, I lost, I'm mad, but I'm still going to shake your hand, you son of a bitch. I'm going to shake the hell out of your fucking hand. <laughs> Clip a towel boy after that. Huh? Did you see the clip of the towel boy? I don't... It's it's a real quick video clip there between this match and the next one. The towel boy's got a towel on the ropes, and when he runs the ropes to, like, dry the oil and sweat off, the crowd just goes, whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> I did not notice that, but I did, I don't however. know why it's on the DVD, but there it is. I still know... I, I just know that the next is a gay promo, as I put it in my notes. That's right. They're like... <laughs> I don't Busy even know. Is he having broken necks in the back? I know. And then there was Brian Kendrick doing some weird mating ritual dance in the background. A mating ritual dance. Like you look guys, he's dancing right now. Do that again. Okay. This is what he was doing on the DVD in the he's background. He's literally doing the Brian Kendrick dance. This is incredible. Like I don't even <laughs> <laughs> This visual God medium, guys. I know you you love it. I can't wait for us to start streaming these live on YouTube. Um there's, there's an idea. Oh shit! I was. We well, were real? just joking. Yeah. <laughs> well, we might be able to do that in the future, but I don't care to. Son of a bitch! I don't care enough to look up the technology to do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's probably one of those things that's okay. almost comically easy. No, she's playing with the knives. Um, oh god! <laughs> so, you good? All right, she's um, she's good. Next up, though, possibly my most hated match on this show. Really? Oh, good. A nonsense scramble. Um, all right, so I'm going to try to describe this for, for people that are not familiar. This is... It starts as a five-way scramble. Mikey Whipwreck is out here as the special guest referee for some reason. And he puts over that all these guys, except for Brian XL, whom he buries by calling Little Bow Wow, are his students. Jesus. And it is a five-way scramble. However, it features the tag team 
of the SAT, the Spanish announced team. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I did not know that that's what that sounds like. Jose that. and Joel Maximo. The Maximos, I loved. The Maximos were the first people I ever saw do the Spanish fly, but it was a double team move back then. Yeah, they so did. So I was like, holy shit, I never seen anything like that. I thought it was crazy the first time I saw the one-man Spanish fly, which is now just the Spanish fly. Um, so it's the Maximo brothers and Brian XL and then another regular tag team of Quiet Storm and Chris Devine. Quiet Storm, still working, by the way. Works over in Japan in Pro Wrestling Noah. Uh, our boy Alexander Hammerstone had a match with him uh, during a tour over there. Mm. He is now big as shit. Yeah, I can he's, see that. He's the big boy. Um... So anyway, so uh, Mikey Whipwreck brings out Red for his second match of the night. So now you have regular trios partners. Quiet, De- Quiet Storm, Chris Devine, and Brian XL. Quiet Divine. Wouldn't I, that be I, a great name? I think they were actually, I think their tag team was the Divine Storm. Okay. Which is much better. What'd you say? Quiet. Quiet Divine. Quiet Divine. Yes, quiet and godly. Um, <laughs> against the, the SAT and Red. So it's just, it's a singles match, but with two tag teams and then their regular trios partner. And I'm like, why not just make this a six man? Yeah, yeah, I can and see that. I think I was just distracted by all the insane shit they were doing. So much. They were trading missile drop kicks. Uh-huh. Everyone did one. Uh huh. Why would you take that bump? Uh huh. Um. I, <laughs> so like I'm watching it, uh, one of the Maximos and Red back into each other, Maximo backslide, mm. Red gets pinned, and I go, oh shit, that was actually a pretty cool finish. The match continues, and I go, wait, what? It's elimination. I had completely forgotten. <laughs> and I was like, oh god. You know what, That that's a really good point. I think that would have been just a pretty, pretty good fucking finish if that yeah. was just a, if it was just a, si- you completely changed my mind. I liked this match. <laughs> okay, okay, hang a... on. What, like, before you commit to the hate, what what about it did you like? I liked the, all the, of the... Just, yeah. Just I mean, moves. that's what it's for. Yeah. I'm there a is sucker a lot for of moves. cool shit. I'm a sucker for moves. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear you. That's why I watched this show so much when I first got it. Yeah. Fair enough. Um... So, let's just, let's let's go back in time. Okay. It's 2020. Okay. It's late July, early August. All right. We're starting to sort of know, you know, that I'm going to debut in September. Correct. You come to me, and you right. ask me, do you have any idea for a gimmick? Mm-hmm. And I come to you. Uh-huh. With Quiet Storm. What is your first thought? <laughs> Awful. Exactly. I was like, "What is this?" It, it's thing? so funny to me because, like, the whole bit was that he didn't talk, which would have stood out if we were at any point ever in a wrestling industry where everyone talked, but we're not, and we yeah. never have been. Yeah. No, like, even looking at the roster of this first Ring of Honor show, at best, a fourth of them can talk. So, Quiet Storm, your gimmick is that you're three out of four guys. Like, <laughs> and that's not knocking... Like, he, he's good in the ring. Crazy finisher. Storm, um, storm, cradle, driver. And then they're like, he yeah. talked. And it's like, he's not fucking Tom and Jerry. Like, So, if I came to you... 
You come to me. With a gimmick. You got a gimmick. Before my debut. Before your and debut. I, and I gave you... Uh-huh. Red. <laughs> What's your thought? Well, I, I would have said... Ah, red... Doesn't sound uh, special. Doesn't sound... Could you be... The Incredible Red? The Innocuous Red. The Spectacular Red. The Ultimate Red. The Limitless Red. The Superior Red. The Elevated Red? The, um... The Immaculate Red. The Unleaded Red. (laughs) The Unreaded Lead. The Crimson Red? The Dark Red? (laughs) Salmon. Maroon. Uh, (laughs) Fuchsia! We've just devolved. And, we, and no one has no one has said the actual name. The best part though is that no one's listening anymore. They've already shut this off when we just started saying red. Yeah, um, that's true. The newspaper I read. Oh Folks. yeah, it's very good. What's black and white and red all over? <laughs> uh, a a newspaper with a sunburn. <laughs> <laughs> How did you still get me with that joke? <laughs> oh, fuck. guys, I think it's time to just. Let's just stop this episode. Shut it down. <laughs> I think it's this time. This one's garbage. Dump it. To uh, dump it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hang on. Right, so coming up. Tag match. Okay. Michael Shane and uh Oz, not Kevin not Nash. Kevin Nash, not Oz. Did, the did you Jungle. also note it as not Kevin Nash? Um no, oh, that was man. just burned into my brain. I wish I had. Against Brian Kendrick, a.k.a. Spanky! And fuck me, I can't remember that guy's name. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like... I I-K? I- Ikealoa. <laughs> I-, I spelled it off of the nameplate. It is I-K-A-I-K-A. Ikeka? I- 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 sure. Hawaiian. Loa is his last name. Loa. Loa? Alright. Loa back has Sounds bulging great. disc or what was it? Herniated so, yeah, disc? Yeah, herniated disc in his back and they drove up from Texas. They in talk his, about this on the commentary, guys. In his Loa back? Yes, very I'm good. We're sorry. gonna go with that. Loa. Um mm. Mm. I didn't care for this. Yeah, it was alright. Yeah. Uh, I was more I was more enthralled with, hey look, that's Brian fucking Kendrick. Yeah. That's crazy. And although he's not a big man, he looks fucking starved here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he is wrestling in some sort of curtains that have been fashioned into pants. Uh, <laughs> Oz is wearing black carpenter jeans, I think, and a black and white singlet. Loa, I can't hit Loa. It is... sounds. It looks like. <laughs> it looks like he's just like wearing a singlet without the straps up at all. Right. Um, and then Michael Shane's in like bikers or whatever. At one point, Ikea Loa just comes in the ring with no tag. Dude, uh, one of my notes here just says that this is such piss poor structure. Yeah. It, I, it's fucking garbage. It doesn't make any sense. I did not like this match at all. Me neither. And then there Rudy Boy just... Gonzalez is out there and fuck him. Yeah, I said it and uh, I'll say it again. You don't know who he is? No. You don't need to. Okay. He's a fucking tub of fuck who is stuck in a bygone era 
bitches about anything that gets over. And that's the thing. It's like, look, man, even if you don't like it, that's fine. But if it's making money and drawing fans and moving merch, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, he's one of those guys that, like, when the Bucks first started getting hot, that was like, Shawn Michaels only needed one super kick. Yeah, and Ronnie Garvin only needed, like, one fucking punch, because that was his fucking finish. Everybody else on the same show threw 40 fucking punches in every match, and nobody gave a shit. People used to do the figure four on the same fucking show with Ric Flair, and nobody gave a shit, because Flair's was the fucking... He was the guy. He's yeah. the top guy. He can do what... Do, who gives a fuck, Rudy? He can do fuck the hold you. better. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And... All right, yeah, the Bucks threw a lot of super kicks, and Shawn Michaels only needed one. Shawn did it better. Is that what you want to hear? Nobody gives a fuck. Least of all, Nick and Matt Jackson. They have bigger fish to fry than you, Rudy. God damn it, I'm fucking heated now. Wow. Oof, I can't stand it. I can't stand shit like that and and the and his ilk. And there's a lot of oh, people was... that are like, oh yeah, he's right, Rudy Boy Guns. It's just shut the fuck up. What is ilk? Uh, a, a like kind for like. Oh, if, um, okay, okay. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I did not expect that, but I'm all for it. Um, but yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, Literally I, I one think, of my notes says, fuck Rudy Boy Gonzalez. <laughs> I think, uh, like, just certain people, I don't need to name them. You know, you're listening to a wrestling podcast. You're at least interested enough to know. You're interested enough to listen to this that you have to know about sure. certain people. They just need... To accept that wrestling is going to change. Yes. And it needs to. If it doesn't change, what? Uh, and like, it's going to be why, the same. Why is it only wrestling that people are like, it can't change? Whatever era you came up in, whatever era you were a kid or you started out as a worker, why is it like, it has to stay there? It's not like that for music. It's not like that for movies. It's not like that for anything. Like, if, if you go to Hollywood and you want to make a movie... And you say, look, I'm going to shoot this on black and white film. It's going to be a silent picture with dialogue spliced in to different frames of film. They will not give you any money. You will not get your movie made. You will be a complete washout. Yeah. You know why? Because people want to see, goddamn, I, I might allow the black and white. On a very I think, low uh, thing because we've we've you need we, no they've one, had like, that pretty recently somewhat they? yeah but like they'll do like a black and white version of Logan or something that comes out as a bonus DVD yeah but like that's a fucking blockbuster movie like they they won't let you do it like people want to see fucking food industry isn't what it used to be yeah like why the fuck is wrestling the only thing that these fucking dipshits are like no it was only allowed to progress to a certain point. Like, because, okay, whatever era Rudy Boy Gonzalez is in, or, or was in, or whatever, the generations before him are like, you're a fucking spot monkey, you do too much, this, that, and the other. It's the same fucking complaint, it's the same bullshit. It just recycles every, I don't know, 10 or 12 years. Yeah. Like, fuck. Me being a young boy coming in to, um this world of pro wrestling as it is now, my only problem with with the things I've seen in the, quote, mainstream of wrestling is just lack of selling. Sure. <laughs> but beyond that... Sure. Do all the cool shit you want. But you know what I mean? my point is, dial the clock back to the year 
let's go 2002. People had the same complaint that you have. Or the same critic, not complaint, but the same hang-up that you have. They don't sell enough. Then, dial the clock back to 1992. Same thing. The previous generation is like, their kids don't sell enough. Yeah. And you dial the clock back to 82. You kids don't sell enough. Grab a hold, learn how to... It's the same worn-out fucking horse shit. Yeah. Like, there's uh, some great quote that I always love bringing up when this gets brought up. Um, I think it's actually Vern Gagne. It was like, they've got this guy out there now. They made him the world champion. He couldn't actually beat anybody. Comes flying off the top rope. Doesn't know what he's doing, blah, blah. He's talking about Harley Race. I've heard this before. Who's, like, regarded as one of the best pure workers of all time. Yeah. And this guy thinks he's a fucking spot. Like, dude, just... Ugh. Ah. I just... Uh, I was complaining about the selling just as an excuse to bring up, once again, how much I hate Ray Phoenix. All Fair. right, we can move on. <laughs> Uh, let's see. My other um, on this. Oh, by the way, handshakes. Hey, at the end of that tag, I will shake the fuck out of your hand. I'm gonna put my hand in your hand and your hand in my hand, and we're gonna fucking shake. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh, my fingers. Um, and you could hear me cracking your bones in the microphone. Uh. <laughs> now this next thing, this next match though, I actually was very excited for because I'm positive there's no way you knew about this. I did not. So what was your reaction to seeing Eddie fucking Guerrero come through? My the initial reaction? Why the fuck did they put a Y in his name? <laughs> they did misspell. I didn't notice that. Yeah. What the fuck? Anyway, um, beyond that, I knew that he was in ROH for a couple shows. Mm-hmm. However, the first one didn't know that. Um, uh, the match in question, by the way, it's Eddie Guerrero versus Super Crazy for the, I think they said ICWA Intercontinental title. It's for some sort of an Intercontinental title from a company in Puerto Rico. Anyway. Something like that, I don't know. But, um, dude, just fucking, it blew my mind, like, seeing him come through there. Because it's so odd to see him in places that aren't WWE. I've only right. seen it one time, personally. Like, on Facebook, I saw the CM Punk, Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero right. fucking triple threat From, thing. From uh, Mid-South. Yeah. Yep. And beyond that, he's only ever been in WWE or WCW to right. me. So seeing him on, have like, this stage... His, have you seen any of his uh, ECW stuff? I've not. There's some real good gems in there. Specifically, mm. he, he had basically a good series of matches with Malenko and then a handful of other ones. Um, I will look at some point and see if I have the DVD, but they did a two out of three falls match with him and Dean in ECW that is fucking spectacular. It's one of those ones that actually holds up. Mm. Like, even if you watch it today. Um, okay. Interesting. Thoughts on Super Crazy? I haven't seen super much of him. <laughs> I haven't but seen have a seen whole crazy lot. crazy much of him? Um, <laughs> I, I love Super Crazy because, like, he was an ECW guy and, like, from what I've seen, he's like great, great. But I haven't seen very much, so I can't Fair. give you. Uh, he's super over here because, again, like it's Philly. Yeah, we're only a year removed from ECW. Yeah, and he was already good. Like he, he was so fucking good. That's a guy that feasibly could have done a bit more in the Fed, but Eddie Guerrero was a god too. Oh, like they're yeah. chanting Eddie. Like he's he would have already been, a god. he would have already been to WWE. Yeah, this is after he'd been released before he got brought back. Mm-hmm. So, and the the other cool trivia here is, um, he goes back to the the Fed. This is February. I think he goes back 
March, April. I think he goes back in April or May because his first match, not his first match, but like his big comeback or whatever is Backlash. Mm-hmm. Him and RVD, he wins the Intercontinental title. Oh, wow. So cool thing is he had still committed, he had already committed to a few Ring of Honor dates and uh, the Fed allowed him to honor those dates. So he went back to Ring of Honor with the Intercontinental t- Championship. To what? What they WWE allowed him to what those dates honor them? Oh, they allowed him to Ring of Honor those dates. <laughs> Boom. Row. Uh, but yeah, they they used uh, that footage of him there with the IC belt like a lot, and it's cool because I think that I mean obviously you couldn't have known, but back then it was just like yeah, it's an indie show, go do it, not knowing oh this is going to become a fucking one of the top four or three. Mm-hmm. Biggest companies in the country, <laughs> you know, for yeah. 19 years. Suplex on the floor, why, guys? Brainbuster. Why, guys? Brainbuster on the floor, it's gnarly. I, I love this match. Yeah, me too. Just, ugh. Great pace. Uh, it's crisp, it's intense. Like The, um, I love the fucking finish. The uh, uh, moves out of the way of the frog splash comes in for the tilt a whirl backbreaker reverses into, into a small package. Small package yeah. Seamless. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, how am I not gonna like it, Teddy fucking Guerrero? And like, honestly, I'm not saying that he wasn't trying hard in this. I don't think I, I think this is him at like a seventy percent effort, mm-hmm. and it's still head and shoulders above almost everything else on the show. Yeah. Really good match. It's actually not very long either. It ain't. Which is fine because I thought that a lot of the other matches on this were way too fucking long. Like that six man? Holy shit. Sorry, sorry. Scramble or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I thought this match was incredible. Wild to see. I'll I'll say it again. Wild to see Eddie Guerrero not in like a major at the time. Like on an indie show. Like that's fucking weird. Yeah. But, But yeah. So it be. We have a low-key promo next. Ugh. Okay, it's over. My my note just says, low-key is an ass. Literally, why? I, I, I've heard a lot of stories secondhand um, yeah. about working with him and stuff, and I'm not going to tell tales out of school or like throw anybody under the bus, but basically, it just, fuck him. Uh, All right. I, I will tell one. I will tell one, because I think it's I hilarious. Hope, I hope it's... I'm still going to be... Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, I think this story is hilarious. I'm not gonna like mention who told me or how they know or whatever. But basically, after Low Key had been released from the world of wrestling entertainment, uh, <laughs> where he was Caval, was that it? Uh sounds right to me. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. He for sure. is coming back to the glory of the Indies, where he's king shit of fuck mountain, and what. What does that phrase come from? I don't know. Because um, I've heard you say it a hundred times, and I don't know what it means. I don't means. know. I, I, I remember hearing it at some point and just thought it was funny. Anyway, so he's funny. going to Pro Wrestling Gorilla. He is booked in a match against uh, Davey Richards, and they originally had Davey scheduled for the victory, for the win. And I have, very briefly, at like an autograph thing or whatever, met Loki, and he does talk in an unnecessarily deep voice in order to appear more intimidating, because no matter how hard he trains, he is very small. Um, <laughs> and uh, basically, Loki was 
as is tradition with him, he is a guy who doesn't like to lose these fake fights. So yeah. he sees that he is scheduled to do the favors for one Davy Richards. Correct. And with Davy there goes to the booker and says, Well, these people just saw me lose all these matches on TV, and now I come back here, and if I lose to Davy Richards, I'm not low-key anymore. I'm just a guy. And the booker, being quite exasperated and tired, as I'm sure we all are of this already, looks at Davy and says, Do you care if we change this? And Davy says, No, man, that's cool. I can lose. I'm still going to be Davy Richards. And walks away. It's a great... Oh, my God. And no matter what you think of Davy Richards... That's undeniable. That's amazing. (laughs) That's incredible. That's so fucking good. That's the correct response. I I will say that I have used that phrase or a variation of it when asked to lose matches that... I I don't have a problem with losing matches. I don't give a shit. But there are times where I'm like, man, this guy fucking sucks. And I have to put him over. So there are times where I have said to myself or to anyone around me, it's cool, man. I'm still going to be Christian Rose. Yep, that's a good one. Um, and, but this promo, I mean, the here, low key versus yours Christopher Daniels versus the American Dragon in a triple threat, and then the promo's over. Yes, it just it and ends. He's sitting in front of a trophy case in the Murphy wreck. But it just—he doesn't go anywhere. He just announces the match. Weird to see who the top athlete is in <laughs> Ring of Honor. What do you think was, of the name? What do you think of the name Ring of Honor? I I like it. I do too. Um, it's everything is blank 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 W, right? Everything is like which I mean it makes sense to be honest. The word wrestling starts with a W. Yeah, which it shouldn't. It should be an R. Wrestling. But anyway, <laughs> I worked for the National Wrestling League. L R L. Hold on. No, N W L. Oh, they literally had to call it that. Because somebody owned the uh, trademark to National Wrestling League. And they were going to buy it. And then at the last person, that guy pulled out of the deal and said, Nah. So in WL, the W actually stood for wrestling. That was how they got around it. Wow. Yep. That's incredible. That's why it was just called NWL. Uh, <laughs> but basically, what I, But basically, um, to have... Because there's, like, there's some promotions that aren't blank blank w or whatever it, it it may be and i haven't heard one that i thought was stupid right because if anything it sets them apart but ring of honor is kind of just it's just fucking cool right this is a and, ring and, and of it, honor and it actually kind of tells you what yeah it is yeah it, you it know gives, it's some sort of a combat sport it's like extreme championship wrestling you know it's going to be extreme you know what i mean ring of honor yeah. you know that this ring is going to hold honor and you're going to shake my damn hands whether you damn well please or you damn well don't you know who shook hands mm. fucking eddie guerrero and super crazy that's true God they did it so let's just keep that running tally here going folks all these fucking matches in the handshake now main event time motherfuckers the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. The American dragon who would go on to be Brian Danielson, who would go on to be Daniel Bryan. And low-key. Low-key. You can only say his name in that voice now. Deal. Uh, <laughs> I I love this match. I did too. Um, it's just... They never leave the ring. Yeah. It's, it's structured differently than any other triple threat. 
I love a triple threat. I'm a sucker same. for a triple threat. Big same. I hate a four-way. Fuck that shit. Get out of my face. I don't mind a four-way, but I love a fucking triple threat. Like, also, this is for any young and aspiring wrestlers out there. Do we have any fans that are outside of our, like, sphere of influence? <laughs> but anyways, if you're listening to this and you're in a triple threat, do not be fucking lazy. We talked about this in Payback 2013, but we it's did. worth saying again. Gonna, you know what? It's worth I'm going to say this. Don't be lazy, but you can be lazy in the sense of, I'm not repeating myself. Go listen to the 20 back, or 20 back, <laughs> 20 back pay 13 fucking episode when I rant about triple threats and that. Don't be lazy. Fucking be creative. Put something together that seems like it is three people in a fight at the same fucking time. Don't do the let's work together. Wait, why are you going for the pin? Oh man, like, I'm an idiot and forgot that only one person can get the victory here. Like, fuck you. I need to bring something up again that we've already stated. Bring it to me, man. At one point, there's a Tree of Woe Dragon Sleeper. Yep. The ref starts counting. Why? I'm fucking furious. I didn't even notice <laughs> That's that. the only thing I hated about the. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> That's the only thing uh, I hated. What'd you think of that uh, 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 Austin Crab Camel Clutch? Combo. Insane. Great. Insane. Uh, I also loved the, um, I think Danielson has, Danielson has Chris Daniels' legs tied up for like a, the Muda lock. Yeah. And Loki yeah. is kicking him, which then causes the Love back that. bump, which causes pain on the leg, and then there's a Northern Lights. Like, it, it's so good. It's I'd, it's innovative, and it's crisp. I'd never like, seen that. I When he has, the like, his legs trapped, and he, like, does the back mm-hmm. bridge into... I've seen people, like, do, like, grab the chin for, like, a chin lock or something like that, but he wraps his arms around and basically does, like, a cattle mutilation yeah, a little bit, yeah. from that angle. I'm like, yeah. I've never seen that before, and I would do it on a show if there's a feasible way to get out of it. There isn't. Um, I, I, I love this. I love the... Also, Chris Daniels might be in... An underrated, well, I was going to say just underrated king of the triple threat. Uh, underrated just in general. Like, god damn it, he's so fucking good. And still is. Mm-hmm. Like, just an absolute incredible performer. Um, best moonsault ever? Mm. I don't think so either, but I think that it's great <laughs> that he calls it that. Yeah, I do like that he calls it that, but uh, it indulge. Who do you think has the best moonsault ever? S.A. Rios. You know what? I've never seen it, so I I'll can't... show it to you, and you will. Your that will be your pick. Um, S. A. Rios, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is mine. Is is up there? Um, the height. M- Muda. Uh, Kobashi. See a lot of these I haven't even seen the, their moon salts. Uh, let's see. I mean, and that's not to say that Chris Daniels' moon salt is bad. Oh, it's not. It's just it, not it's as good really as Kurt not. Angle's. <laughs> Um. Hang on. There's a lot of silence here. <laughs> no, no, it's because I'm actually pulling up. Okay. S.A. Rios Moonsault. Dear God. I the mean, audio that you're hearing right now. Beautiful. Yeah, it, it, the, that's the, hard to argue the with. The air. The distance. The distance, yeah. Um, God, I good. love good Moonsault. Uh, Chris Hero has a very good moonsault mm. and, and was using it for a finish for a little bit. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so this match, the the finish, too. Oh, I have it written down, I think. 
Oh, I don't. So Danielson has the cattle mutilation on. Yes. And Loki does the Phoenix Splash onto him while he's bridged up. Ah! Crazy, crazy, crazy fucking finish. Um, Guys, if you haven't seen this show, I'm not going to tell you you need to seek it out, but I do think you should seek out this match. Yeah. Like, it, it's years ahead of its time. I'll watch anything with Eddie Guerrero on it, so of course I, I, I would watch that too. Um, now, the match is over. Loki has been declared the winner. We now get the only in-ring promo on the show. Uh, I guess outside of like the hit squad at the beginning being like, We're Fuck gay. sports entertainment! This is fucking wrestling! Um, only promo of the night helped set up the next show, which was a round-robin challenge mm. where all three yep. guys would wrestle each other in singles matches. Which, if I remember correctly, I have seen, and it ends in a tie. Okay. They all win one, they all lose one. So, whoopity doo. <laughs> um, but, the handshake. Chris Daniels refused that handshake. What a goddamn menace. You son of a bitch. But, I think it's great because the crowd is into it. Yeah. They they've trained that audience in the course of one show. Yeah. That's honestly not that long of a show, thank God. <laughs> to uh to be like, no man, handshakes are an important thing. Yeah. They really stress it for good reason. Because yeah. by the time you get to the end of the show and you see Chris Daniels be a fucking rube <laughs> and not shake a hand. Shake my hand, damn it. <laughs> Grab it and shake it. Do your time. Um yeah, I, I, I think that's part of the greatness. Like, I think that's the great, like, booking stuff that I was talking yeah. about earlier with, like, Sapolsky and everything. And it's like, it, it it's cool. And uh, they made an angle out of that for, like, four or five years that Chris Daniels didn't shake hands in Ring of Honor. He was, like, the only guy. That's that's kind of awesome. Yeah. And I, I, I love shit like that. Yeah. Um, anyways, what give me, give me your overall take on this as a, a, um, a newer viewer. It's an interesting dive back in time, mm-hmm. uh, but I think ultimately, like, if you watch anything of this show, I would make it Eddie getting super crazy and then the main event, that triple threat. Big and same. I think that would be basically what I would watch. Yeah, I can't, I can't recommend anything else on the show. Like, Red and Jay Briscoe is interesting to watch, more so yeah. than it is good, just to yeah. be like, you watch that, and, and you watch that crowd respond to that shit, and then you think about what it, what wrestling is now in 2021. Yeah. And it's like seeing a rough draft. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, you gotta, you know, see where you were from to see where you're at and, and hopefully know where you're going. But yeah, same thing. Like, to me, if, you, if you're gonna get the whole show, okay, cool. It's not long. I feel like the show's only like two and a half hours long. It's... <laughs> That's hilarious. That's adorable. An hour and 57 minutes. Are you serious? That's the runtime that my PS4 showed. Holy shit, When guys. I was watching this. I, I aimed high on that. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. That's even better, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you can get a hold of the copy of the, the DVD, which I also, by the way, we now, somewhere in this house, have this shit on VHS. What the f- VHS? Uh-huh. What does that stand for? Video High Syncratic? Oh, shit, I don't know. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know either. I was It's just... the tape one. <laughs> um, the, your, your, your terrified expression when you're saying that. Video, video home system? Video, video, 
Video killed the radio star. I love how quickly I love how quickly you joined me on that I wish one we too. Had a fucking musical number to go. Imagine out. how many people who are listening, who are mostly friends of you, are shocked that I even know that song. Oh, that's also true. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyways, let's let's wrap this bad boy up. Um. Is there a song to sing? I mean, <laughs> I kind of feel like we should. I I got I don't know. Once there, there was, was this, this podcast. I uh, <laughs> don't even know. Uh, let's plug Crash Test Dummies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why not? The game on NES. Yeah, the incredible too. Crash Test Dummies. Holy God. Um, anyways, guys, that was uh, the first ever Ring of Honor show, The Era of Honor Begins. We've scratched another promotion off the list. That's true. We've got a handful more to go. I Actually, you know what would be cool to, to cover on one of these? Something mm. that neither of us have seen and that neither of us have, are familiar with at all. Okay. And we just go in complete, like, I, let's find, like, a triple A show. Oh, God, okay. I, I got nothing. I, I have no concept of any of it. Me neither. And to add to it, we should watch the Spanish version, so we don't even have the luxury of any English being spoken. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and I, I know we just said, either. I know we just said we would watch something that we're not familiar with, but can we please watch the episode of triple, I think it's triple A, where, um... Uh, it, might, it might not be, but I saw it on Botchamania. It was, uh, they were trying to play Vampiro's music. Oh, I've seen that. It's absolutely incredible. He's like, he, he uh, refuses to get uh, Musica, por favor. He's like trying to say it in Spanish and stuff. Where's and the then, fucking music? Yeah, at one point, for the love of God, play my fucking music. I love that it's like somebody then, is being beaten and bludgeoned to death. Play his and, fucking and he music! Won't, he won't get up from the fucking announce table to help this person. He's just gonna watch them die. Dude, I, I was on a show one time where this guy... He sucks. Um, And he's not wrestling anymore. Thank the fucking lord. But he used to come to the ring to... Goddamn, unironically, would come to the ring to ball with the ball. And there was a point where he had to do a run-in to save a baby face. This motherfucker... Made this baby face take a beating for the two minute goddamn intro. <laughs> he would not go through that curtain until it was, My name is Cad! Or whatever. And I'm like, He's just getting stomped on. That's why. Do I... you care? <laughs> you care enough to tell them to play your music, but not enough to do anything about it? What the fuck? I also like that if you think about it hard enough, it's like, You're, you're in the back and you're looking at the monitors. Oh my god, my friend's being. Beaten up, go to the sound booth, play my music. <laughs> and then go back to the monitor yeah. and watch your friend be beaten more. And then go through the curtain once the beat drops. That's why I like my theme song, because it's got a quick intro. So if I have to save anyone from anything, I don't have to make them fucking wait. Just. But anyway, um, yeah, that was another tangent. to do a fucking saunter in. Um... <laughs> yeah, what do we, do we got anything to plug? Uh, let's, how about this, um... Follow Zawa Live on all forms of social media. Follow Anna Fight Underground. Mmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> also follow Magnum. Uh, okay. Professional wrestling out yeah. in the good city of Omaha. Uh, your boy. Yeah, I just had a pretty good match out there. All right. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, yeah. And, uh, well, I was busy back. having a five-star match at Zawa. <laughs> Sons of bitches. Um. And uh, um, also follow this podcast on uh, yeah. Twitter and... Um, That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Just Twitter. At some point, we we should start a... Uh, do you do Instagram? 
Uh, I do. I've never had one. I, I've had one for a while. I don't do much on it ever. Right. It seems I, I think my most recent post is legitimately my first match. A friend of mine once tried to tell me that he liked Instagram for pornography, and I said you could just huh? get on the internet. The internet is the internet is free. Yeah, it's just like the internet. Um, maybe we, we should. You could go like to a, a library. I don't. I don't condone there's that. But you could. in libraries. There's computers. I'm sure there's. Uh, they might have their yanking it. They might have. Don't berate me, Tom. I have to get out of the house sometimes. <laughs> all right, fine. Who am I? I've judge? started waving to that fucking jeep. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 All right. So you don't have to call your friends anymore. So just you know, sit in that back corner of the library and whatever happens happens. Uh, <laughs> Yank my loaf. Woof. On that note, let's get out of here. There's nowhere to go but down. Uh, yeah. All right, guys, we'll see you on our next episode. G- goodbye. Okay. Please hit stop. Okay, I'm doing it. You know, the problem The problem is... There's is not the, a problem. The, the stop is outside of my view, so I have to get really then close to the move. microphone. Well... What are we even doing?